What do we do? A podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen. Alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogey. Well, booyah, welcome to episode 17 here of the What Do We Do podcast. Kyle Bogey, Dewey Steffen. I stole your uh, your little catchphrase there, Dewey. How do you hey, feel about Bogey, that? Hey, Bogey, I appreciate that. And we let's we also have to recognize Mike Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully. He uh, jumped out of his chair there in the control room when uh, you said it. He's running our mixer board, as always. Sully, great to see you. Bogey, great to see you. And a great big booyah to ya. There's no doubt about that. Uh, a lot to get to here on episode 17. Going to be more of a... A one you know focus, I suppose, here on this episode, and that's going to be on retirement planning, what it all means, you know, certainly making sure that you're taking care of yourself. But you know, the way that you're going to describe it and kind of get into it a little bit, Dewey, is as you get to different ages and as you continue to get older, how much you are saving for retirement, what you need to be saving for retirement, is of course going to change over that period of time. Absolutely. We all want to have a goal of retiring, but we want to retire. That would be nice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we want to retire. We want to retire well. Follow me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I've got a great quote to start the show today, Bogey. You ready for this? Perfect. Let's do it. Retirement. It's nice to get out of the rat race, but you have to learn to get along with less cheese. <laughs> Where do you okay. find these? This guy, Gene Perrette, has this quote I found on the internet. And again, that's uh, a great quote, but maybe you want to retire with more cheese. You follow me? Uh-huh. So really, it is important that uh, you retire and you retire well. So this episode is going to be all about whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s, getting on the right track to a great retirement. Before we dive in here, in all seriousness, I know you're a busy guy. I know you're taking care of uh, you know your clients and making sure that uh, you know money is coming in and you're continuing to grow portfolios. Um, but do you just in your downtime search out quotes, search out catchphrases, things like that? Where, where, where does all this come? Well, from? I think maybe a little bit. You I know, love it. Truth be told, we got yes, we we want to have a little bit of um, <laughs> you know I don't know a little charm and a little pizzazz for the show, <laughs> right? But as you know, at Great Lakes Wealth, we do believe in cliches, and whether it's MGD, which is make good decisions. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail, etc. So yes, we're always going to have a little bit of fun with it, as we always say, we're just getting started. But if you can't listen from someone else's uh, quote or their story, then you know, you're missing out on really a real good opportunity to have a little fun, but also learn a little bit as well. I got to believe there's people out there who say, you know what, that's my favorite part of the What Do We Do podcast, all your quotes and anecdotes and uh, little catchphrases. So we appreciate and, that. And Bogey, as we said before, we'll say it for Sully this time. Sully, you're worth your weight in gold, my friend. <laughs> okay, back to episode about gold. There you go. Well, you might not find those quotes or those catchphrases or those uh, you know trigger words uh, at greatlakeswealth.us, but you will find a ton of information on investing, on you know just, just trying to educate yourself essentially on what you need to be doing, the steps you need to be taking, uh, and really what Dewey and his, his wonderful team here uh, at Great Lakes Wealth does. So again, if you want to find some more information you know, on top of uh, the What Do We Do podcast, please check out greatlakeswealth.us for yourself. So so this entire episode is going to be all about, like we said, 
retirement. We, we all want to be retiring, you know, maybe even a little bit early, and you want to be sitting on the beach drinking pina coladas. Maybe you're playing golf three, four, five days a week potentially, right? So to get to that point or to get to whatever is going to make you happy in retirement at whatever age, there are steps that need to be taken in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, and then, of course, uh, in your 60s as you potentially get to that point when you're ready to retire. So I guess for starters, what is one of the most important things that you can emphasize when people start to plan their retiring, retirement, start to think about you know, retiring and how much they need to start putting, it, putting away and how to do it? So we have 11 steps to investing successfully, not necessarily for retirement, but just in general. But that very first one, I think, answers your question, and that is start now. Start now, and that is your best chance to have that retirement that you want. In addition to that, you want some simple questions answered. And I will refer our listeners to our website. We have calculators, and I don't know if there's seven, eight, nine, ten of them that are specific towards retirement, but there's another, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, or ten of them about investing in general as well as other subtopics. So if you want to do some calculations for yourself, the easiest way is to go to our website, greatlakeswealth.us, and it'll be there for you. Scroll to the bottom of our homepage or go under resources and you'll find them or talk to your your professional advisor, your financial planner, and he or she can absolutely help you as well, right? But along those lines, you want to find out when you're going to retire, what's your optimal retirement age. You should have one that's sooner if, uh, by the grace of God, you have some things uh, go your way. And as we say in the golf game, the wind's at your back, <laughs> right? And the other one is, again, you want to have one that may have to delay it a few years because of whatever happens. If it was in the year 2000 that you were planning on it or in the year 2007 or eight you were planning on it or even, you know, the beginning of 2020. So you want to, again, have a few different dates out there, just kind of the what ifs. And the longer you have until then, that actually will uh, be that much more beneficial to you, right? Uh, but then it's also how long are you going to live, your longevity? And I'll give you a few stats, you know, uh, a little bit later on in the, in the podcast about, you know, how long people are living now, how long they're living if they're single, if they're married, and how long your retirement may need to last you. Yeah, you don't so, want to run out of money. You don't want to run out of money. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. You got that right. You can be young without money, but you don't want to be old without it. <laughs> can you say, is that a part okay. of a song? I don't know. But can you sing it? You can be young without money, <laughs> but you don't want to be old without it. No he doubt. He said you can't be old without it. So uh, you can, but... It, probably not the way you want to be. So besides how long is your retirement going to need to last, how much is it expected to cost to live your life, right? Some people, when they retire, want to travel the world. They want to, um, you know, enjoy all that life potentially has to offer. Others really like to, you know, have a more simple secluded lifestyle. And so there's costs that are associated with both of those and all of them in between. You are going to want to go play the top 100 golf courses around the world mm -hmm. in your private plane. Right now, it <laughs> might be a G5 down the road. It'll be a G20, whatever it is. And we're not talking about the G20 <laughs> Summit. Anyhow, right? So the different costs associated with doing different things. So you need to know what your retirement is going to cost. And then you need to know what sources of income you'll have. Is it just Social Security? I sure hope not. Is it Social Security plus uh, employer retirement plan? 
I still sure hope not. You know, as uh, Sully always says, he is looking forward to having seven minimum streams of income because that's what the average millionaire has, right? So along those lines, you need to know how many sources that you'll have income and are those guaranteed or can they fluctuate, right? And then uh, one final one is what strategies do you have in place, whether they're growth or income or a combination therein, um, you know, to start the process as well. So let's say, you know, the, I don't know, quote unquote, American dream or the, uh, you know, scenario plays out where say you, you go to college, you graduate, you know, you get that first job and you have an employee match, you know, potentially where you're going to save, you know, a little bit for retirement, they're going to match a percentage and you're going to start saving a little bit at that point. Is that enough if you're 23 years old or are there other things, a financial advisor, perhaps other investments, things that you need to be looking at early on, I guess, before we get to those next you know, layers and those next levels of retirement? So great question. And I think why don't we use an example of uh, you and Sully. This is going to be the bogey Sully show today. Perfect. Okay? And I'm going to be your financial advisor. Okay. And so the first thing we're going to tell you is that income, whether you're in your 20s or older, but income does not equal wealth. Right. So we're talking about retirement planning. We also want to know wealth management and understanding where you are in the wealth spectrum. Follow me? Yeah. Okay. But income, everyone loves to talk about how much income they have. I'm making 100000 a year. I brought in this last year. Right? Yeah, sure. I did this. Yeah. I've got this, right? <laughs> so we're going to use that as an example, okay? Sully, we're going to assume that you make $150,000 a year right now. You're living large, okay? Young man, we heard, just turned 27 not too long ago. Mayor making, of Royal Oak. Mayor of Royal oh, Oak. Yeah. Just you know, left his um, secure career, 97 on the ticket, to venture off. Go west, young man. Are you crazy? <laughs> what are you thinking? And I'm kidding. Obviously, you are knocking it out of the park. Fantastic. So so much so that you're making 150000 a year, okay? But you're spending the whole thing. You're having a good time. You got a beautiful car. You belong to a country club. You eat well. You know, you travel, even in COVID-19 somehow. <laughs> so all of that, you're not saving any money, but you make a lot of money, but you don't have any savings. Follow me so far, Bogey? Mm -hmm, sure. Okay, you, more practical, pragmatic. You've been with me for this now, the 17th episode. Mm -hmm. You know, learning a few things along the way. Your ship is coming in also, you know. You're making 100000 a year, okay? You're not okay. making quite what your partner is, but at the same time, you're living below your means, mm -hmm. okay? You're only spending 90000 out of your 100000 and so you're saving 10000 a year. Let's call it around $900 a month. Mm -hmm. But 10000 a year, on the surface, $100,000, your, your friend's making $150,000. Everyone's going to look at him, and he's going to say, hey, I'm more successful. I'm making more income. Living the dream. Living the Buying dream. Buying everything. Yeah, multiple let's, cars. Yeah. Let's compare W-2s. Have you heard anyone do this before? <laughs> I'm sure it's it ridiculous, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But if you can save just, again, 10% in your situation, yeah. okay, 10000 a year with zero compounding, with zero growth, with just zero- Just taking it and stashing it. Stashing it, right? Okay. 10000 a year, 10 years, how much is that? $100,000, yeah. right? And you're 30. Do that for 30 years? $300,000, ready to go. And you're going to get some pay raises. You're going to have compounded interest. Mm -hmm. You're going to all of a sudden 
surpass uh, Sully and his lifestyle in no time at all. Okay. Okay. But Sully's listening to this, so he's actually going to start saving fifteen thousand. I was going to say we need to get Sully you know in I mean? touch with you. You need yeah. to have a conversation. You know, we're going to work yeah. on it. That's right. Reduce your spending. Anyway, all that to say <laughs> is that income does not equal wealth. Okay. So that's just kind of where we start. We've got to make sure you're living within your, um, you know, within your means. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story to start. Fair? Absolutely. Okay. So now once we do that, we believe that there are certain strategies focused for 20-year-olds, focused for 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, and 50-year-olds, and 60-year-olds. They're n- the general uh, you know, ideas are the same, but specifically to each of those, uh, those demographic, age demographics, there are kind of some specifics. And so we'll go through them you know, relatively fast with some bullet points. And then if we want to hit on something coming back, uh, we can do that. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Well, before we do that, Fidelity has a rule of thumb, and this will be a good segue into it. Fidelity, from their website, has a rule of thumb that says you should aim to save one times your salary by the time you're 30. Okay. Okay, in any vehicle you want, 401k, Roth IRA, cash in the bank, hopefully you got some investments out there doing some things. So if you're 30, which, again, happy birthday, we know you just turned 30. 31. 31. Yeah. Okay. So, not, so much older. Yeah. Right? So if, uh, if you're 30, 31, and Sully's 30, 31, whatever, each of you should have saved one times that hypothetical amount that we uh, discussed a few minutes ago. Fair? Mm-hmm, sure. Okay. And again, we hope that when you're 25, you uh, have a job, have a career, and then you make you know an inflation amount adjusted for a raise, cost of living increase, whatever it's called. Fair? Mm-hmm. So anyway, one times by the time you're 30, you should have saved, according to Fidelity. Three times by the time you're 40. Okay? Six times by the time you're 50. And eight times your salary by the time you're 60 years old. Okay, so if you're 58 years old out there and you are making X, you need to times that by eight and see if you were on track to just have the quote unquote normal sustainable retirement based upon someone your age. So you're, you're 58, you're bringing in, say, 100K a year. You would tell that person you need to have eight hundred thousand dollars ready to go or saved in some way, shape, or form, invested, whatever it may be. That's exactly right, okay. and that's what Fidelity says for sure, right? And it makes some sense. Hundred uh, percent. A lot of people have asked me in the past, and we talked about it in a prior episode. What's that magic number, Dewey? What's that magic number for retirement? Is it a million dollars? I heard it's now two million dollars. What's the magic number? And again, we say that depends on all those factors we just discussed. So another simple way, if you want, is to go ahead and just do this multiplier. And here's the scary one, Bogey. 10 times your income by age 67. So if you're 65 out there getting ready to retire, looking at your Social Security, according to Fidelity, 10 times, there's that magic number on 100,000. 10 times 100,000 is a million. million dollars. Bing, 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 ding, Mm. ding, ding, ring that bell, right? So that's the start. Fair enough? Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to go right into the 20-year-olds. So all you 20-year-olds out there, let's go fast with some retirement planning tips for you. One, start saving ASAP. Okay, start now. Number two, build three to six month emergency accounts. We talked about that because of the spring with rainy day fund. Oh yeah, rainy day. You've got it. Number three, sign up for your company's four hundred one k, and especially to the amount that the max that they if there is take advantage. Absolutely, take advantage of the match if it's there. Number four, invest in a Roth IRA if you still qualify. Number five, be aggressive. 
with your investments. Number six, avoid debt and try, as we said a little bit earlier, to live within your means. We know you may have um, you know, school debt, college debt, whatever that is. But besides that, oh, yeah. once you're in your 20s, live within your means and don't pile on the debt. And that's probably the biggest thing that I saw when I was in my 20s from my peer group and that I still see today when I'm talking to uh, folks in their 20s or you know, other investors out there. Next is learn investment basics. Get educated. When you're in your 20s, and we've talked about this several times with Absolutely. the COVID-19 and staying home and learning how Use investment it to your goes, advantage. Yeah. Use it, right? Don't just uh, get a hot stock tip, buy something, and figure, you know, figure it out. Again, great plug for our website, greatlakeswealth.us. We have presentations on investing. There are calculators for compound investing, et cetera. So while you're in your 20s, we always say do your homework. So there you go. If you're in your 20s, do your homework. What do you got about that? I, I mean, it sounds about right. And honestly, I mean, I think that needs to be impressed upon you know people even more so because you get in your 20s and you know say you're making you know 40 or 50 grand right out of college or something that that's going to feel like a ton of money you know to to someone of that age 23, 24, 25. It's not. It's not. That is not big time money. Uh, you know, when, when maybe when you're that age and you feel it a little bit and you're getting a paycheck every two weeks, sure, I guess it'll feel that way. But over the long term, you need to be making so much more than that uh, in saving as much of that as you possibly can. Another great quote right here for you, Bogey. Hot off the press. Found this on the internet. This guy, Phil Osafis. Osafis, if I've uh, mispronounced your last name, I apologize. <laughs> if you live fake rich now, you'll retire real broke later, right? Mm -hmm. I was in my 20s, and retirement seemed a long way off. And here I am. I'm halfway there now. Uh, knock on wood, hopefully even a little bit closer than that if I choose to, right? So that being the case, you have to be responsible and start now. How about we go to the 30-year-olds? Yeah, because they say your 30s, and even some people say your 40s are your money-making years, which that would mean those are your money-saving years, I would assume, as well. So yeah... In your 30s, I guess, what are the most important things you need to remember? So we'll leapfrog and take uh, part of it from the 20-year-old category, right? But number one, max out your 401k. So now max it out. Before, it was just be in it, maybe up to the match, et cetera. But now max out your 401k. Number two. What can, can you do? How, how can you max out your 401k any given year? Uh, you either can put 100% of your salary in. Okay. So depending on the year that you are looking at, whatever the max is for the 401k program, mm -hmm. uh, you can put up 100% of your salary in. You know, you wouldn't have anything to live off of <laughs> unless you have other investments. Maybe your spouse, significant other. Those seven streams of income seven that we talk about. Seven streams of income. Uh -huh. Absolutely okay. right. You got it for sure. But you also can go and, you know, see what the max is, what your salary is. Sure. And we here at Great Lakes Wealth, we have clients that get a bonus, let's say, for their, they get a bonus in the first quarter every year. They sometimes max out their 401k with that bonus. Other ones say, no, I'm going to um, wait and use that bonus to make sure my debt is under control. And I'll use that to do my taxes in April, et cetera. And then we will make sure our 401k, either way, you need to find a way to max out your 401k for sure. Okay. Okay. 
And then if you can still do a Roth, continue to do it, right? The Roth IRA, there are maximum income thresholds. So it actually is above a certain dollar amount of your income, going back to the income. If you're in the high income category, Mm -hmm. single is one number, married, filing jointly is another one. At some point, you phase out of being able to do a Roth based upon how much money you make with your adjusted gross income. Okay. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we always say inside a 401k, and we talked about this in a prior episode, if you are you know, the wealthiest person on the planet and you have a 401k plan and you're contributing to it, you can actually put that in the Roth inside the 401k. Anyone can do a Roth inside their 401k or 403b if you work at a nonprofit. But if it's just a side investing, another source for income later, if it's just a sure. Roth IRA with that lower a standalone amount, almost. standalone, yeah. then again, if you are the richest person in the world, you have phased out you know, long, long ago. So needless to say, if you can continue to do a Roth because you haven't quite hit the threshold of your uh, annual income, do it as best you can. And then you should actually, in your 30s, have a target of having a non-retirement strategy. So start putting a couple bucks into you know an individual investment account, maybe a joint account with your uh, wife, husband, or significant other. And so 401k should be maxed out. You should be doing the Roth if you can. And then on top of that, put a couple bucks aside into a regular, what we call a retail investor account. Fair enough? Absolutely. Okay. Then stay aggressive. That money should be going in and not coming out, so stay aggressive. Fair enough? Stay aggressive in the sense of... Your investing mm. profile, right? The money, as it grows, you definitely want to talk to a professional and understand you know, if it's a certain dollar amount, you need to rebalance and do other things. But in, again, the general sense, you're still young with 30 years to go. Even if you're 39, you have you know 20 to 30 years to go. So stay aggressive with retirement funds. Also in here, maybe you should start uh, looking at buying a home. Maybe you uh, already have by the time you're in your 30s. Great. But if not, and that's something that uh, you're going to consider, then absolutely that is part of your retirement package as well as an asset. Fair? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. This one might catch you off guard, but buy some disability life insurance. Disability insurance in case something happens where you can't work. You need insurance that will pay your disability income. It can be 70% of your income, up to 100% of your income. Most companies have um, that as an option through your employer, a group plan. If not, you need to consider to get some disability insurance. Otherwise, you're not going to keep up with your bills. If you have a family, this is uh, an important one too. Start college planning for the youngster. Start it. That'll come as well as uh, you know, a liability to you later if you're going to help them. But if uh, everything's on its track, start it in your 30s. And then last but not least in your 30s is to avoid bad debt. So now in the 20s, it was avoid debt altogether. In your 30s, again, it's more bad debt. Buying a house would be considered good debt most mm-hmm. of the time. If there's something else um, with a company that you might be involved with and taking on debt can be good if done responsibly. But you'd have assets now that could... Um, solidify that experience. Fair enough? Yes, sir. Okay. So we're going to go to the 40s. I'm not that far off. This is how life life goes fast. Keep up. It's terrifying. Okay. In your 40s. Now we are uh, continuing to max out our 401k. We hopefully can't do the Roth anymore. Understand? If you're making enough money, Hopefully, then you, you know, you're making you're at the threshold, you're done. Okay. You yeah. can't do the Roth anymore. That bucket's put <laughs> aside and uh, we continue on. Um, you need to continue outside investing because now you need to ramp that up, whatever the Roth money would have been, et cetera, et cetera. And now you're actually 
building other streams of income, a la Mike Sullivan. Fair enough. Now you hopefully, after 20 years of doing this, have, you know, some would consider a substantial pile or pool of investments. Mm -hmm. So now you want to start rebalancing and having a more diversified approach. We said in your 20s and 30s, just be aggressive. Just be aggressive and keep going. Dollar cost average. Attack. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. Right. Now in your 40s, you're halfway there. To 60 is only 20 years. 45 to 65, only 20 years. So now have a diversified approach and stay responsible. Stay responsible. One day at a time, but pay attention. 40s. Common sense. Simple. Not so much. <laughs> it is, but uh, again, the uh, it's a labor of love. And you got to do it. Okay, 50-year-olds. You ready for this? Uh-huh. Okay, 50-year-olds. First step here, find a professional to review and make sure that you are on your retirement track. Make sense? Of course. Okay. <laughs> you're close at that point. You're getting there. And so you can also consider your financial planner, your advisor as your personal or family CFO, chief financial officer. Mm -hmm. So a lot of professionals in the business, they'll actually use that as their calling card and say, hey, you know, I'm uh, the CFO of the families I work with, et cetera. And there's a lot of truth in that. So uh, find someone who can help you make sure you can get to the finish line. And now we're starting talking about taxes and tax efficient investing, et cetera, et cetera. Hey guys, it's Bogey. I want to take a second to talk to you about Dewey Stefan and his excellent team at Great Lakes Wealth. Look, do you feel overwhelmed with managing your assets in today's financial world? I mean, think about the times that we're in here in 2020. Do you want financial freedom? Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. They sit down with you to develop custom financial solutions, utilizing all of your assets, even your 401k. We build the future you want based on your goals and your dreams. That is what Great Lakes Wealth is all about. Thinking about you, thinking about your family, and thinking about your future. Simply go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today. They offer better investments, better service, and a feedback guarantee. Okay, a feedback guarantee. Your road to financial freedom starts at greatlakeswealth.us. Please visit greatlakeswealth.us or simply give Great Lakes Wealth a call today. So say you get into your 50s, okay, and you sit down with an advisor, you know, the, the CFO of, uh, you know, whoever's handling, uh, you know, your investments and essentially doing an audit of what you've been able to save, what your investments are, right? And that financial, you know, planner, whatever you want to call them, comes back and says, well, you're really not on track here. That's, I mean, in your 50s, you don't want to be aggressive, but if you're not on track, you also ha apparently have to make up for a little bit of what you didn't do before. At that point, how do you go about doing that and making up that money in what you need to save in the next 15 years, say? Well, it's common sense. You either need to increase your income, whether that's go ask your boss for a raise <laughs> or get a second job. You need to just find a way to increase your income. Mm -hmm. You need to reduce your expenses is the other way you can do it, right? And put a higher percentage put, away. Right? The income okay. stays the same, then, yeah. the, then the expenses need to go down, right? Yeah. Or it's a combination of both. Or, again, if you have to, the other option is to aggress, uh, invest more aggressively to hopefully get there, right? But that is uh, the most dangerous. Comes with risk, yeah. That's the most dangerous. So as you know, the cliche in the markets is it's not timing the market, it's time in the market. And as you know, we think there are periods where you can try to um, attempt to time it or take advantage of the 
depressions and the uh, overzealous, you know, peaks of the market, if you will, um, within the dollar cost averaging strategy. But yes, if you're in your 50s and 60s and you're not where you want to be, again, start now. And talk to a professional so you can make sure that you have every opportunity for success that you can. And then I guess the last part of this would be once you get into, say, your 60s and you are a year, two years, five years, you know, whatever it may be away from, hey, I'm calling game here. I'm ready to be done. I'm I'm ready to go to the deck chair. I'm ready to travel the world, whatever it may be. At that point, when you're within five years... What what is what's the plan there? Well, it's still the same. You are maybe reducing risk. Maybe your allocation is changing, but you again need to uh, max out all of your uh, potential strategies, four hundred one k, etc. Right. So we do talk about in your fifties. Another reason you want to talk to a professional is because there are many strategies out there that you may not know. Researching it yourself online or just kind of going with what your next door neighbor had to say. So there are very specific strategies to reduce. Uh, tax implications. Also, many strategies out there to guarantee income opportunities. So you want to talk to professional, find out what some of those uh, tricks are within the last five to 10 years so you can take full advantage, right? And along that same line, you do need to define your goals extremely specifically when you are within five years, mostly on the debt side, if that smart debt is there. That would be paying off your mortgage. Even with historically low rates now, we believe in almost every circumstance, when you retire, you should be debt-free. So you should have your mortgage paid off. You certainly should have other you know, credit card debt and other things should absolutely not even be a point of conversation. But you should be debt-free at retirement unless you have a very specific strategy that makes some sense with that. You want to be prepared for the unexpected Always. Does that make some sense? Like 2020. <laughs> 2020, right? Be Sully prepared for head. weird stuff like yep. this. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to give you a couple quick stats to wrap up, and then we can kind of see if right. there's any more questions from you and um, go from there. Is that fair? Sure. Okay. So according to the U.S. Uh, Census Bureau in 2016, out of 100% of 65-year-olds that were out there in 2016 – 100% of 65-year-olds, okay. 1%, 1% considered themselves wealthy, or I should say was considered wealthy by the U.S. Census Bureau. 1% was considered wealthy. What does that mean? We'll have to look that up. But again, <laughs> whatever they considered a wealthy and uh, carefree sure. retirement. 4% were considered to be adequately have adequate capital for retirement. 4% were considered to have adequate capital for retirement. Okay, so we're only at 5% out of the whole 65-year-old base have either considerable wealth or adequate capital for retirement. I got to be honest, that's a little alarming that only 5% is really good to go there. Okay, keep going. 3% still working. 3% still working. At 65. At 65, okay. 63% are dependent upon social security, friends, relatives, or charity. Is that crazy? How is that possible? 63%. And then the final category of 29%, they've deceased by the time they're 65. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So very alarming numbers. That again, 63%. 63% dependent on social security, 
they're not, you know, on the sure. street. They're not living at their parents, yeah. but they are not restricted. having the retirement. You You're can't do restricted. what you really want in retirement. Right. Yeah. So have a goal. Number one goal should be uh, whatever your income is, that should be two times your monthly expenses from our perspective here at Great Lakes Wealth. Just another uh, something to have on the brain. Two times your expenses should be your main income. And then, as Sully says, to have multiple streams of income after you've done that, then you should find a second, third, or fourth stream of income that can cover your monthly expenses. And so your main income is that one that you can put away and invest in that sort of thing. Does mm-hmm. that uh, make some sense, yeah, too? absolutely. Okay, great. Okay, so Dewey, is there anything else, I guess, to, to, to wrap this entire discussion up that, that you would want to make sure that you're, you know, you're emphasizing and if people are listening and trying to find out more information about what they should be doing that you want to make sure they hear? Yeah, the closer you get to retirement, the certainly the more it matters. The main items to consider would be, again, the timing of your retirement. If it's 2000 and 2008 versus 2009 versus, you know, right now. So timing matters. Number two is healthcare and social security benefits certainly matter for those retirees. Inflation and spending is also going to matter. And then the strategies that you're living on or that you have your investments in is absolutely going to make the difference. So those are some very important pieces of the puzzle that you always need to consider. Does that make sense? Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to leave you with this, Kyle. According to Wikipedia, what is a millionaire? Someone who has done what they needed to do to get to that point? All right. We're going to get a little more defined. Okay. So a millionaire, according to Wikipedia, yeah. Bogey, is an individual whose net worth or wealth is equal or exceeds $1 million. Does that make sense? Okay. An individual whose net worth or wealth is equal to or exceeds $1 million. Sure. It's considered a You're millionaire. You're a millionaire. Okay. Fair enough? Yeah. Okay. Well, I always say if you're not a millionaire, you definitely don't want to be a millionaire. Okay? Do you know the definition of a millionaire? Having nothing. One who has little to no money at all. Okay? So let's all let's all strive to be millionaires and not millionaires. Love Fair it. enough? Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's all I've got for you today, Kyle. Perfect. Well, that'll do it for episode 17. Uh, and again, guys, we... We appreciate you listening, subscribing, downloading, sharing. Um, you know, we appreciate your feedback as well. It's been a fun ride. 17 episodes in, and as Dewey likes to say, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.